you're a fan of Excellence Expected, and you already know the power of podcasting. You know that it's second to none in building trust. You know that it's second to none in engaging with an audience. And you know that it can help you to create a tribe of loyal fans for your small business. Today, I'd like to introduce you to a company called The Podcast Host, created by my great friend, Mr. Colin Gray. A company that helps anyone, including you, to start their own show. Whether you want to learn to craft fantastic audio through their online courses or actually let them take care of the entire process with their end-to-end production services, all you need to do is do the presenting, send them your plain, mistake-filled audio, and they will do the rest. There is no technical knowledge required at all on your behalf. And, because Colin and I get along so well, I've secured an amazing deal for you as a listener of Excellence Expected that is going to give you a huge 50% off your first month. So head to thepodcasthost.com forward slash excellence and use the code EXEX to take advantage today. Excellence Expected, the inspirational business advice podcast. Hey, hey guys, welcome to Excellence Expected with me once more, Mr. Mark Asquith. Now, this is another solo episode. The last episode, actually 145, was a solo episode talking through productivity optimization. And I really enjoyed that, really enjoyed that. I sort of sat on the sofa down in London, chewing the fat and just sharing some productivity insights with you guys. And I decided to do the same again. And this time I wanted to talk about Something that's happened really, really recently and something that I know happens to a lot of people, and that is pivoting your business. And more specifically, how to deal emotionally with that pivot because it's just not easy. Now, to put this into context, let me first of all explain what a pivot is and then I'm going to go ahead and talk about, I'm going to define, challenge and conquer the emotional problems that come with that pivot. So, First of all, a pivot is when you take your idea, when you take a business or a product or a service and keeping one foot firmly rooted in your original idea, you pivot around, you pivot and change direction into something else. You move into a different direction. So effectively, shelving idea one, moving to idea two. And you can actually shelve idea two shelf idea three, shelf idea four, and keep pivoting as much as you need to until something sticks. And some of the biggest businesses in the world have done this. So many businesses have done this. Even things like Uber have pivoted slightly. So from being a very specific and exclusive private hire business into being taxes for everyone. That was Uber's big pivot. And they continue to do that. You know, there's so many other businesses that go ahead and do that. And to add even more context to this, let me just tell you about something called Cavalry. So since January 2015, excuse me, January 2016, I've been working in London, central London at Tech Hub with my co-founder, Mr. Adam Farah, who you remember from an earlier episode of the show. Now, for the whole of 2015, Adam was working on an idea called Cavalry. And 
During that time, he asked me to come on board and help him out, do various things within the business. And of course, at that time, you guys know I was running Hacksaw, I was running podcast websites, and obviously sort of building a speaking career with Excellence Expected. And I'd never built anything in the tech startup scene. You know, I built platforms, I built things with Hacksaw and built my own things out and so on and so forth, but I'd never built something that we classed as a tech startup. And it was always something that that really, really interested me. It was something that, you know, I'd sort of look over the pond at America and, you know, even down into London, see so many people doing and see the kind of, um, for want of a better word, this kind of sexy business angle. And the reality is it's not sexy at all. It's bloody hard work, (laughs) but it's a lot of fun. It really is a lot of fun, but there's a lot of different mentality that comes with it. So what we decided was that Hacksaw, would be a shareholder in Cavalry. And in return for that, I would spend a little bit of time away from Hacksaw in London with Adam working up Cavalry. And the reason that we're in London is because we applied and thankfully got on to the Ignite Pre-Seed Accelerator, which is the premier Pre-Seed Accelerator. Now, Pre-Seed just means pre-seed round of funding. So this is a really early stage accelerator program, which is angel-led. So all of the investors on the accelerator Ignite are angel investors. And as I say, Ignite for me is is, is the premier angel-led investor. Uh, angel-led accelerator in the UK is fantastic. It really, really is. And I've been doing a blog series on it actually called Startup Diaries. So check it out. It's over at excellence-expected.com or you can get me over on Medium. I do a lot of blogging on there as well, uh, the same kind of articles. So check that out because it does talk a little bit about what Ignite is and you know sort of the process that we've been going through. But the bottom line is this. Ignite, run by Paul Smith, Martin Davis and Tristan Watson, is a pre-seed accelerator program that thrusts 10 businesses together throws them all into one room, this melting pot of of innovation and culture, creativity, and you know, meeting some fantastic people, some lifelong friends are coming out of this accelerator program. And it also provides you with world-class mentoring. It gives you access to people that you would never typically get involved in. For example, one of our mentors is Steve Pankhurst, who was the founder and then exited Friends Reunited. We've got people from all over the world mentoring us. We are... We've been over to the States to do mentoring. We've been and visited some fantastic tech companies in Denver, Boulder, New York City. So, I mean, as a business person, as someone that wants to learn, wow, you know, this is just fantastic. Being on an accelerator is just amazing. I highly recommend it. And I am going to be doing a lot more content about how to survive an accelerator, how not to screw it up, what an accelerator is, how it works, and also I'm going to be talking to some of the fantastic CEOs of the businesses on the accelerator as well. Now, we got to London on the 11th of January. So the 11th of January 2016 was day one on Ignite. Fast forward four weeks, the idea of cavalry, which we had going into Ignite, was shelved. It was shelved. We put it on a shelf and we said, that business is not right for us right now. Now, There are a few reasons for that that I'll go into in a second, but just let me talk to you about progress so far. And again, to put this into context, as at January 2016, Adam had spent one year building Cavalry as an app. One year with a newborn child and a wedding coming up. (laughs) 
<laughs> newborn child and a wedding coming up. The guy has got balls. Four weeks after we moved to London, we quit that idea. We stopped that idea. We pivoted. And the reason for that was that we'd made really good progress, actually. And we'd built up a fantastic supply network, a supply network that we already have access to and we will always have access to. And frankly, if you broke down, Cavalry was an on-demand roadside assistance service. If you broke down in the UK anywhere, using Cavalry, we would get to you. That simple. We had that side nailed. Fantastic work. Really good. We made some big integration connections. We really, really made some 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 connections with some big hardware telematics companies where we were going to integrate with them and we still have the opportunity. So we got the supply side nailed. But we were building what is widely regarded to be the most difficult business model there is. We were building a double-sided marketplace. We didn't just need supply. We needed demand. And everyone that we spoke to, we used a principle called the mom test, which is is uh, from a book by Rob Fitz. You should all check it out, the mom test. And it's how to get quality feedback from your customers. We used that as a way to validate our idea in the early stages of Ignite. The trouble was we didn't do that any earlier. We didn't do that during that year that Adam was building the app. And that's a mistake, if I'm honest. You know, we missed that. And the reason that we missed that was that, frankly, Adam's a software guy. He is fantastic at building things. And my experience is in building products and services in either a service industry or in a market that I already knew exceptionally well. So Hacksaw service industry, and it relies on me and the team going out and being charming, personable, knowledgeable, expert, and just really helping people. Podcast websites, I built that using my knowledge of web, my knowledge of podcasting, and I was the avatar. I knew that that existed. I knew that I had the problem, so I solved it for myself. And of course, people wanted to buy it as well. So we were kind of a little naive when it came to cavalry. We hadn't built a double-sided market place before, nor had we worked in roadside assistance. But we very quickly learned, very quickly learned. And what we realized was that we had not quite estimated properly the amount of money that we needed to put into the top to get the quality of return out of the bottom of the funnel. And... After some soul searching, after some very hard maths, after some really difficult discussions, after some very painful conversations together, you know, I mean, think about this. Adam is shelving something that he's worked a year of his life on. And it's very, very difficult to do that. But we did. We decided that for, for, for the purposes of Ignite, the 14 weeks we have on Ignite, we weren't going to get what we needed out of that program by following the cavalry path. So we put it on a shelf and we pivoted. Now, I'm saying that for a reason, because we we completely believe that cavalry is not dead. We believe that cavalry has a market and that one day we will get that market and we will nail that and disrupt that industry. However, for the purposes of 14 weeks on Ignite, we needed something else. So we shelved it. We had some really tough decisions and I'm just going to talk you through sort of the emotional state of being because, you know, we, we're all familiar with failure. We've all cocked up. We've all messed up. Fact of life. It's what we do. But the challenge is the emotional side of things. Going back 
to the guys at Hacksaw who have invested and basically let me come out of the business for three months and saying, guys, listen, you know that thing? You know the thing that we were doing? Well, um, okay, so that, that we're not doing that now. And then them saying, okay, well, what are you doing? And me saying, well, actually, you know, uh, not quite got that figured out yet. That was really difficult because I'll be honest, and I'm sure many entrepreneurs can relate to this. I'm a, I'm a, a pretty narcissistic guy. I enjoy being patted on the back and told I'm doing a great job. You know, I'm a speaker. I get up on stage and, you know, I, I want great feedback, you know, and that's that's just a part of my character. I, I, I know that and I, you know, I work with it and, you know, I like being validated. I like being told that I'm doing good work and to go back and say, guys, do you know what? This is kind of a failure, but it's, it, but it's, but it's not, but it is, but it kind of like, here are the things that make it a failure and here are the things that don't, you know, all these kind of middle of the road, acquiescing to the belief kind of excuses. Ah, oh, that was really tough. That was really tough. And even more so for Adam, you know, he was, good Lord, you know, he, he, he was leaving an idea that he'd spent a year of his life on. He took a risk, took a big risk, and we had to park it up. That's a terrible driving pun. On-demand roadside assistance, parked up. Terrible, I feel like Alan Partridge. But, you know, ultimately that's what we did. And it was really, really tough. We went through, in those four days, so we, we parked this up, we pivoted on the 14th, well, sorry, the 13th of February, which I never realised was Friday the 13th, actually. Maybe that's something to do with it. Um, yeah, we didn't realise we didn't realize that, 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 that we were going to pivot on that day, but we did Friday the 13th on the Monday of that week, we started to get some rumblings that something wasn't right with the, with the business model. We started to feel that things just weren't right. So we went back to the maths as Martin Davis, program director of Ignite said to us, just, you know, follow the maths because the maths will not lie to you. If, if you've done your due diligence, which we had, we knew the market, we knew the numbers it just wasn't right wasn't right. And that was really tough because what then ensued was two days of us saying, okay, screw the numbers. This is what a tech startup does. It goes against all the possible common sense. Actually, that's not true. And then we ranged, the emotion range went from kind of defiance to, I want to go home. You know, we moved to London. We left our family and left our friends. I want to go home. I want to go back to my comfort zone. I want to go back to Hacksaw I want to go see my family. I want to go see my friends and I want to do what I've done for the last five years. That was the next reaction. It was awful. Awful. But the idea that, you know, you'd give four weeks up, you'd have such a good opportunity with like, and I'm talking to hundreds of mentors and so many fantastic CEOs and founders and friends on Ignite. You know, the fact of the matter was that that was never an option. If we'd have left Ignite, if we'd have gone home, that's the failure. That would have been a failure. That would have been ridiculous. What a joke we would have been. Not a chance. That was never happening. So then we had two options. You know, do we pivot? Do we do we do we shelve this, or do we persist with cavalry? And ultimately, we made the decision to, to pivot. And that then left us with another couple of options. Okay, what do we pivot into? Do we number one pivot into something in that space? E.g., take. The all of the supply that we've built, all of that network of suppliers, the 1,750 suppliers that we have built across the UK, and do we do something with them? Or do we do something completely different? And we had no idea. Friday the 13th of February 2016, <laughs> we had no idea 
at all. So what we did, and this is thanks to Mr. Don Gent, great friend, great respect for this guy, love him to pieces, business partner and friend for nearly 10 years now. He always told me, go ahead and let your subconscious do the work. So we did. We went home that weekend and we had Valentine's Day with our family, with our friends, with our loved ones. And we didn't think about it. I don't even think that we spoke that much, myself and Adam, that weekend. You know, a little bit of banter, maybe shared some David Brent jokes as we normally do. But we certainly didn't have the in-depth business chats that we usually do. And we just didn't think about it, which felt crazy because we were so keen to go back with something we didn't want to look like failures when we got back to Ignite on Monday morning. And we just didn't do anything. We just didn't do a thing. But Don's magic did its job. The subconscious worked. On Sunday night, as I was locking the door, I remember it vividly. Like, this is as close to an epiphany as I'm probably ever going to get. I locked the door and an idea popped into my mind. And I'm going to tell you about that idea in another episode, in another set of blog posts. Check out check out the Startup Diaries blog posts on excellence-expected.com Startup Diaries, because there will be more information on that in those blog posts. Now, we'll share something on the show as well. But an idea popped into my head. And over the course of the next three hours, we went ahead, myself and Adam, we fleshed that idea out on the train back to London. And by Monday morning, we had a business model. We had an idea. And... The idea was so strong that in our weekly review the next day with Martin and Paul from Ignite, those guys were excited. And that is a fantastic thing to see. You know, we look up to these guys and to see them excited, well, that just made our day, it made our week, it made our program. It was fantastic to see. And, you know, Martin expressed how impressed he was that we'd not gone back and fallen back into the comfort zone. And more so that we'd developed an idea that was so far away from cavalry, so far away from roadside, so far away from motoring, that he couldn't believe it. You know, that was fantastic, you know, and that just goes to show why pre-seed accelerator programs invest in people and not businesses. They invest in people. And I mean, that really made our day. That was Monday morning and it gave us a right old kick up the backside. It made us, made that week something special. You know, on the Monday, we spoke to as many potential customers, as many potential suppliers as we possibly could. We spoke to tons of those people. And by the end of that week, we had a new business done to the point where we were taking email signups ready to actually start trading over the next couple of weeks. And that was fantastic. You know, if not for that weekend off and if not for Martin and Paul's validation in the weekly review, we perhaps wouldn't have had that week. So in the space of a week, we'd undertaken an entire pivot and What I'd like to do now is share three tips for you. So if you are undertaking a pivot in your business, either your entire business or whether you're changing direction with a product or service, I'm going to share three tips with you right now that will help you with that. Actionable tip number one for undertaking your pivot is this. A pivot is not a failure. So do not judge yourself or be afraid of telling people you're pivoting. A failure is something totally different. A pivot is a change in direction based on validated learning and feedback that you have received. A pivot is a positive reaction. It's something that you should do. It's something that you should do if things aren't right. A pivot is a positive. A pivot is not a failure. So please, actionable tip number one is don't think of it as a failure. Do not be shy. Don't sit back. Don't persist with an idea because you're afraid of failure. Make the change and make it early. 
A pivot is not a failure. Actionable tip number two, don't discount the power of time. There are so many ideas that I've put on a shelf and got back off five years later. That's why the businesses that I run are where they are today, because we get the ideas back off the shelf when the time is right. So don't completely destroy an idea. Don't delete all of your code. Don't delete all of your marketing plans. Don't delete all of your creative. Put that in a box and leave it. Put that in a box and leave it. Because later on, you may get a serendipitous opportunity where someone says, you know what? I've got an idea and I've got this expertise that actually no one else has got that can make this idea work. Keep it on a shelf and get it back off when you need it. Actionable tip number two, don't destroy the idea completely. Put it on a shelf for later. And actionable tip number three is something that I think is is really, really important. Something that mm, I guess, you know, everyone kind of says and it feels a little bit cliche, but to be honest, it's, it's as true as anything that you are going to hear. Actionable tip number three is that this is a learning curve. A pivot can give you the most valuable knowledge that you will ever get from any business. It will give you the most amount of learning because you've gone through and you've experienced the point where something doesn't work. You know what mistakes not to repeat. So actionable tip number three is this. After you have pivoted, lock yourself in a room with a pen, a piece of paper or a dictaphone or a laptop with a microphone or your phone, hit record on your voice memos or get your pen down on paper and just write every single thing down or talk every little lesson that you've ever learned about that industry, about that product, about that service, about that business. Dump everything into one place and keep that. And that'll do two things. That'll allow you to kind of spew your guts, if you like. It will allow you to just freely talk or freely write about the things that you subconsciously have taken on board about that business, about that product, about that service and about that failure, if you like, about why you perceive that to be a failure. And when you look back at it, you realize that it's not that failure. It's just a change. And you realize that you've done it for the right reasons. But the second thing that it will do is it will allow you to learn from it. It will give you either when you pull the idea back off the shelf based on actionable tip number two, it will allow you to stop making the same mistakes the next time you do it. Or the next business that you pivot into, the next idea that you launch based on this pivot, it will validate things much quicker for you because you can say, did I do this in the last version? Yes, I did. Okay, let's try something else. Let's try another test. Let's try another experiment using, you know, the, the lean startup, the Eric, Eric Reese methodology. Let's try a new experiment to validate this differently. So please, actionable tip number three, just get everything down and just keep talking or writing until you are completely sick of it. Please don't discount anything. It's really important to do that. Really important. So just to recap those, actionable tip number one, guys, a pivot is not a failure. Please don't treat it as one. Think of it as a positive. Actionable tip number two, never destroy an idea. If you pivot, put the idea on the shelf. Get it back down if the circumstances align later. And actionable tip number three, learn, learn, learn. And the only way to learn is to realize what you've learned. Get it down on paper. Get it down on voice memos. Record a podcast about it. Do something. Start a blog series. Start anything. Write an ebook. Give it away to people. Just please get that learning down. It's really important. Really important. So that's been my journey into a big pivot. 
that's been the first real big pivot that I've undertaken in business. You know, everything else I've done is, has been all right. You know, it's worked really well because I knew the industry so well. And this has been the first big challenge that I can think of outside of completely, completely changing my first design agent into, into, into Hacksaw. So, you know, this is really fresh and new. I hope you learn from that. And please, if you need anything, get in touch, reach out directly, mark at excellence-expected.com or Mr. Asquith on Twitter. Please use this as learning. I've really enjoyed sharing this. I'm going to do a little bit more of this solo stuff. Um, so I hope you guys enjoy. I'm, I'm sure you do. And if there's anything you want to want me to talk about, anything that you see me doing or any part of the startup life that you want to talk about, you want to talk about investment, you want to talk about how to make the most of an accelerator, let me know because I, I know people that I can get on the show. I can talk about it myself. I can always interview people that you want me to interview. So whatever your gaps are, reach out at Mr. Asquith on Twitter or market-expected.com. Just reach out. I'd love to hear from you. And thanks again for spending this, what's this, 24, 25 minutes with me. And don't forget, guys, the more you expect from yourself, the more you will excel. Catch you later.